When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, howdy there, Internet people. Let's bow again. So today, we are going to talk about realignment or shaping, which I guess is the new terminology on it, um, because there has been a development and it brought about the possibility that that is something that is now beginning, something that has started. We don't know that it started. In fact, I think it's unlikely, but it's something that's on the table now, so it is worth discussing. Okay, so the news that started this. Somebody uh, conducted a strike on a high level, a very high-ranking member of Hamas. The assumption is that it's Israel. Um, Israel has denied involvement. Okay. That prompted the question, is this the beginning of realignment operations? Maybe. Maybe. So, we are going to talk about what those are and how they work. This strategy is viewed as best practice when you are talking about an establishment force dealing with a non-state actor. The goal is to realign the leadership, make them more interested in peace or I guess shape the, the leadership. We are going to use a very, very simple example, and we're going to go through how the process works. Understand, this is oversimplistic. We have it broken down into three categories of person. In real life, there are dozens. The categories we're going to use are somebody who is hyper-militant, somebody who is interested in peace, or at least pragmatic, and soldier. In real life, you have categories like hyper-militant but inept, which means they're not any good at their job, so you leave them alone. Um, or you have somebody who's hyper-militant, but they're gay. So maybe they can be encouraged to be more pragmatic. Maybe they have a substance issue something like that. This is very, very dirty stuff. Okay, but in our oversimplistic example, we just have the three categories. Red triangles, those are people who are hyper-militant. Blue circles, interested in peace or pragmatic. Green squares, they're just soldiers. Okay, and I know. No, nobody believes that the other side has people who are just fighting because they feel like they have to but they exist in every organization. Let's say this is the starting makeup of the leadership. Okay? This is not an organization that would want to negotiate or come to a peace in any way, shape, or form. So it is the selective removal of elements of leadership. In this case, the red uh, triangle at the top has the check by it, right? 
So that's removed. You then get this, okay? Not a whole lot of difference, right? Pretty similar. But you can already see some changes on the bottom tier. Still not an organization interested in peace. But because security is higher now, because it's already happened once, can't get to the top person. So you hit the second tier. What happens then? The next generation looks like this. Okay, now you don't have any red triangles on that second tier anymore. So if you do it again, you end up with that. This is an organization that would negotiate. This is an organization that would be interested in peace. Okay. Like any military organization, when the chain of command is disrupted, people get moved up. Realignment or shaping is the opposition choosing who gets moved up. <laughs> um, so, the question is, this seems pretty simple. So why doesn't it get done? number of reasons. One, this is an oversimplistic example. Okay. In real life, it's not this easy. This could be conducted with, what, three strikes? Which is one of the reasons it's better for dealing with non-state actors because it doesn't force generate for the other side. It doesn't increase recruitment for the other side because of all of the extra strikes. It would probably take 30 in a real organization. A lot of benefits, but it's hard. Because you need real intelligence, you have to understand who the opposition is, you know, that old know your enemy thing, and you have to be able to accurately determine their motivations, their intent. We've talked about it before. Holy grail of intelligence work. Okay, so even with that in mind, why doesn't it get done? Because this isn't just an Israel thing. The U.S. doesn't do it well either. You have two main reasons beyond it's hard. The first is the lack of forward movement. If you're in the U.S., think about how many headlines you saw over the last 20 years that said the number two of Organization X was taken out. I mean, that sounds good, unless the number two was a blue circle being replaced by a red triangle. Then it's bad. But those headlines allow the public to feel like there is forward movement going on. That's one reason. Um, and part of this also feeds into an establishment force being more conventional and viewing their opposition as a conventional military as well, where you just want to disrupt the entire command and control. When you're talking about a non-state actor, it's more effective to leave certain elements in place. And then there's the big reason that this doesn't get used. Us, meaning the public. When an attack happens, what is the public crying for? What, what, what are they out there saying has to happen? What do they want? Do they want a well thought out response? Or do they want revenge? 
That's why. And that's what keeps the cycle of violence going. Um, now, I know somebody's going to say, oh yeah, some dude in the shed knows more about it than, yeah. Okay, this isn't me. This isn't me. Um, the earliest you can find in the modern era, the earliest you can find something similar to this being talked about and kind of deployed was during World War II. Um, it was refined by a country in the Middle East. Just go ahead and take a guess, yeah. Um, and then they went around and taught everybody else the refinements. It's, it's not me. This is what is viewed as best practices. Um, it doesn't get used because politicians don't like it, because it takes time. That intelligence work and deciding who is what category and what color and what shape and all of that stuff, it takes time. The public demands that immediate reaction rather than the response. But the immediate reaction actually feeds the opposition. This is how it works. Do I think that this is what's happening? Probably not. <laughs> I don't actually think so. It's a little late in the game to be deploying something that is this, uh, this low footprint. Like in, in real life, this is very low footprint in comparison to everything that we have seen over the last couple of months. It, it, it would be weird to start it now, but given everything else that's going on, it's a possibility that they're starting it now. I don't necessarily... I wouldn't stand here and say that's what they're doing. In fact, I think it's unlikely. But it's not out of the realm of possibility. We'll know if there are more strikes um, that aren't claimed by anybody. If you start seeing a bunch of people in the leadership structure of Hamas and they all use a whole lot of wild rhetoric or they are known for being incredibly militant and they are the ones that are being removed from the field, then yeah, that's what's going on. Which means they are shaping it for some kind of negotiation. But until we see a whole lot more, we won't know that for sure. Um, but when people were talking early on, people who understand this type of conflict, and they were talking about realignment or shaping or calling for restraint, this is what they were talking about doing. It didn't mean do nothing. It meant be very precise, not create a bunch of innocent loss, stuff like that. Um, I don't know if that's what's going on. We're going to have to wait and see. Anyway, it's just a thought. Y'all have a good day.